All right. Welcome to another episode of the Coach's Box. I'm oh, yeah. filling in again, Coach Natty T. And I got the legendary, the real Coach K again. Oh, you doing, Coach only K? one. <laughs> doing good, man. Doing good, man. Once the coach, once Coach K retires, <laughs> I will be the one and only real Coach K. Well, I can't wait for that to happen. That is true. That is true. So <laughs> we got another uh, yeah. pack show for you guys to listen to. So, you know, of course, we'll kind of, I guess, our, our tradition here, I'll start off with my, my soccer analysis here. Um, and then next, we'll go into one of my favorite segments, I must say. Um, and we've kind of added a little bit of a title to it. So, you know, Coach K will go into his WTF moments of sorts. <laughs> So we'll let we'll let Coach K air some grievances out that he's felt oh, man. for a while. He's had some pent up energy there. Um, mm-hmm. Next, we'll go into some NFL talk. So you know, we'll more go into the Cam Newton uh, fallout. Uh, you know, the the big news that came out earlier this week, and what kind of continues to be a fallout of you know vaccinated players and unvaccinated players. So we'll talk about that. We'll also give you guys a sneak peek into our infamous group chat that we always refer to in this show. And we'll have a, a spirited debate about Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then last but not least, we'll, we'll finish up with a bit of a somewhat of a controversial situation um, in, in Columbus uh, with the Bishop Sick- Sycamore High School, you know, them being a real school or them not being a real school. So um, we'll get into that a little bit. So. First, I'll I'll definitely start off with my 90 and 90 topic. Um, So this week, I'll definitely go into uh, the transfer window and specifically go into the winners and losers for each team. Um, And this is pretty much throughout Europe. So jumping right into it here, obviously, the biggest winner in this transfer window was PSG, in my opinion. You know, obviously, they got Lionel Messi, you know, arguably the the greatest player of all time. you know, it, it was just such an unexpected, well, not unexpected because the rumors came out, but um, the fact that it happened so quickly and then he actually made his debut this weekend, it's just, it's still a bit jarring to see him in a PSG jersey, but me being a PSG fan, I love it. So we'll, we'll see how that continues forward. Probably the second biggest transfer um, that was made in this transfer window was Cristiano Ronaldo going back to Manchester United. Um, Obviously, they made some other um, signings like Jordan Sancho as well, but them getting Ronaldo back, he's a little bit older, um, but still scores plenty of goals at a high pace. Um, we saw that on, I believe it was Wednesday in their international game. He just scores two goals in less than two minutes. Um, so he's still a beast. And, you know, it's just good to see him back home, if you will, in his old stomping grounds um, at Manchester United. Um, and third, I'm going to go with Chelsea, um, them bringing in uh, Romelu Lukaku. So for those who don't know, he's a Belgium forward. Really good, really, really good player. Uh, big, strong, fast, uh, powerful. Um, he won the Italian league with Inter Milan and won the golden boot in that league. Um, so I think he's going to do very, very well. He's going to fit very, very well with Chelsea and and Chelsea's my pick to win the English Premier League. And he just helps them um, even more with that. So my biggest, or my 
excuse me, my three biggest losers um, in this transfer window. First has got to be Barcelona. I mean, when you lose Messi, I mean, that's such a big hole <laughs> that you have to fill. And then also they lost Antoine Griezmann as well. He's going back to uh, Atletico Madrid, which it kind of shows the financial strain that they're in, that they have to get rid of these players. So, you know, we'll see how they try to rebuild um, their brand there. Um, two is Inter Milan. Obviously, they lost Romelu Lukaku. Um, Antonio Conte, who was our coach that won the, the Italian league last year, is gone. So we'll see how they try to rebuild as well. Um, they still should be in good position to win the Italian league, but, you know, we'll see. And then last but certainly not least, Arsenal. They, they're just losers all the way around right now. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Um, some of the moves that they've made has been very questionable. I don't know why you're spending 15 million euros on a backup goalkeeper when you have holes in midfield and in defense, specifically on the left side of the defense where you're getting torched at, for the first three weeks of the season. But, you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll see what they do. Um, but those are my winners and losers. And then my extra time topic. Um, I'm definitely going to go, got to go back to PSG. Messi made his debut. Um, it was very interesting to see because he came in and played, he played okay, just got some touches on the ball and tried to get himself involved in the game a little bit. But it was very interesting to see Kylian Mbappe, the aggressiveness that he played with. He scored two goals and they, and they won the game. Um, so to me, what that tells me is, Maurizio Pochettino, who's the manager, there is a way that he can manage this situation to get the best out of everybody. Because I saw a different spark from Kylian Mbappe that I haven't seen before. And I think it was because everybody was so, like the buzz was so high, the anticipation was so high around Messi that Mbappe wanted to show, hey, I'm still a pretty good player too. So he kind of stole the show in a way. Obviously, PSG won, so in the end, that's a good thing. But um, what I saw is, you know, if this is managed right, they can definitely win Champions League. So those, those are my takeaways for this week, um, for, for soccer this week. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, in the upcoming week here. And, you know, I'll definitely go into my takeaways next week. So that's what I got. You got any, uh, hey, got any questions, Coach K? Man, so um, when, we, when we talk about the player that Chelsea added, yeah. like, bro, like, I don't know. To me, it's just like, it's just kind of, is that, would you kind of liken that to like what the Lakers are doing now? Because, bro, they're like, literally, they're adding like. Everybody. Added everybody, man. And now they're supposed to add, you know, like. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't really think of too many holes on that team except for – I mean, obviously, I think they still need, like, a couple shooters, but – Yeah. Well, in a way, yeah. Um, I think the unique thing about the European soccer yeah. world is, you know, there's so many teams and so many different leagues and there's so many good players that – I mean, you can make that argument about – five or six teams yeah so it's kind of i want to say it's the norm um and even okay. 
you know, over the past, and I actually forgot to even mention this. So even over the, for the past 10 years, um, there's been, I think it's, yeah, 48.5 billion euros have been spent just on transfer fees and players, people switching teams, you know, clubs trying to just build the best team that they possibly can. So, you know, as we kind of discussed, I think, you know, a few months ago in terms of the, the, yeah. European structure, soccer structure, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not like going for the big dogs and going for the best players every year, like you're just going to get left behind. So, like, if you're not at least grabbing one or two guys every year and trying to improve yourself, like, you're going to get left behind. So, yeah. And it's, like and it's not dog eat dog world mm-hmm. in the European soccer world. So, yeah. And I, it's not like they have a draft where they can just like try to rebuild. Right, right. You don't really have a draft. So, yeah, I mean, you can kind of scout out younger players on other clubs and then see if you can bring them in or you can just kind of, you know, just see if you can get the best players available. So to your point, like I said, there's no there's no draft. So, you know, that's really the only way you can kind of build your team other than you having a youth academy which they do but usually in your youth academy you, you out of you know the 22 23 players in each age group maybe one or two of those players end up breaking through to the top team because you got to be like really mm-hmm. really 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 good so you know it's just the competition's heavy man it's, it's it's the best of the best so you know that's why I love it but uh yeah. but yeah so you know that's that's what we got this week for soccer so we'll you know continue to analyze that now next again this is my favorite one of my favorite segments of of the show because this is where the infamous real coach k just gets to just air his grievances so i'm just gonna step aside uh-huh. and let you go ahead coach k I need Jerry Jones to sit down this year. Like, we need to see what Mike McCarthy can do. <laughs> like, typically I just see like, yes, man, but like, I want to see, I want to see if he actually knows what he's doing this year. Um, like, I, I don't know, man. This it's a make or break year for me. Um, well, I mean, you know, Dak just got his contract. I mean, I feel like Zeke still has some stuff to prove. Obviously, like the defense is always questionable. So I just want to see what McCarthy has in the works to kind of get the job done. But I, I don't know. I'm, let's just say I'm hopeful for that. <laughs> um, also, I've been rewatching a lot of the uh, some of the NBA Finals games from like recent years, and I have to say, bro, um, I think that. This is this is somebody that he's basically replacing Ty Lue's spot, bro. But Steve Kerr is an overrated coach. Steve Kerr, like, oh like to me, to me, I don't know, man. Like, I'm watching, I'm watching these games, and I'm just like, bro, like, they could have easily, they should have easily won. I mean, yeah, they very much could have won, like. Um, the 
the Raptor, like the Raptors um, Golden State series. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why they couldn't have, why they couldn't have won like uh, game game six. And I think, I mean, uh, for for <laughs> for me, like I'm always watching like the players, like Danny Green. Pretty much, he pretty <laughs> much gave he gave um, he was trying to give give away the game. And you know, I mean, obviously, like Steph Curry, like missed the shot. So I mean, he took a dip in my book. But I don't know, man. I feel like there's some adjustments and some different things that Steve Kerr could have done better in my eyes. Like the only reason he's been successful is because what he has Steph Curry and the um this uh the Warriors and like the fir- the first year they won a championship. Um, if the well, first of all, David Blatt sucks as a coach. Like he 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 tried to run a six man rotation, bro. Yeah. But you got you got Timothy Mozgov going off for like twenty points and like Dova Dova. Like the only reason they won is because like they got tired. So that's an asterisk for for Kerr on that one. And then like I don't know, I feel like he didn't he didn't even try to really make any adjustments when the Cavs won. And then like the the next two championships they had was one actually one of those years too. Like uh, Luke Walton was actually coaching like for most of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like I don't know, start Steve Kerr like I think. I feel like there's some adjustments that could have been made that where they could have beat Toronto, bro. So, like, for me, Steve Kerr is overrated. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He won because he had the three best shooters in the league on one team. Hmm. He, he can I say think that. I mean, it's fair. You can say that. Yeah. So that's that's all my rank for this week. But <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure as the NBA season started, I'm gonna have some other stuff to say. Um, especially especially like oh bro, and like another thing too is like I don't know, man. I'm, I'm probably gonna have something to say about Ryan Day too because that Minnesota game was too close, <laughs> bro. So. Well, you know, it's interesting because Anyways, man, let's, let's start. <laughs> no, well, what I was going to say is it's interesting because, you know, when you have a coach that replaces, you know, a, a legendary coach like like an urban Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or Jackson. You start mm. Oh yeah, urban, yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean, usually you start to see how good of a coach that replacement actually is once they get into that, that second and third year, because you, you begin to see if they can actually recruit because guys like urban Meyer, guys like um, yeah. um, Nick Saban, um, obviously Dabo Sweeney and, you know, those guys recruit and really college football is about right. having the best recruiting class. So, you know, usually like that first year, because you're still kind of, you still have like the kids that were recruited off of the, the, the previous legendary coach. Usually you yeah. do well, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they can step yeah. forward. Cause I think the one exception is uh, Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. You know, he's definitely kind of kept Oklahoma still in the mix, 
you know, after a Bob Stoop goes, because, you know, and he's had what? Mm -hmm. He's had two, he had two straight Heisman Trophy winners at quarterback. (laughs) That that is an interesting point when you bring up Ryan Day, because, you know, we'll see, like, now we're going to start to see, like, how good of a coach he is. Like, can you recruit? Can you actually, like, put him in place? So it'll be interesting. That's that's definitely fair. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm an OSU fan, but I want OSU to win, so I don't have to hear hear my like coworkers complain about it, bro. Because that stuff gets annoying. <laughs> like that's and that's I just want OSU to win just because, so I don't have to hear OSU fans complain about it. I hear you. <sighs> Listen, I don't even live in Ohio anymore, and I, I don't even want to hear it. So I, I I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, well, you got to air out some grievances, Coach K. So I'm glad you get to, you know, oh, yes, sure. get that off of your chest because you know it's not good to keep those stuff in. You got to let it out. You know what I'm saying? No, I gotta let it out, bro. I gotta let it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, moving right along here, we'll go. We'll jump back, you know, into the NFL. Um, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week in terms of, um, you know, Cam Newton's you know, vaccination status. And, you know, it was a big buzz last week because he had to sit out four days, I believe it was, of a mispractice. And, you know, Mac Jones came in and played well in the joint practice with the New York Jets, or not the New York Jets, but the New York Jets. And, you know, there was a lot of rumors and a lot of the media folks were like, oh, man, you know, Mac Jones looked really good. Cam wasn't there in the door. And then, um, you know, Cam came back and, actually started in that last preseason game. But as most of us have heard, or hopefully most of our our listeners have heard, you know, Cam Newton was unfortunately cut by the Patriots earlier this week. And, you know, he, Bill Belichick was asked the question, you know, was his vaccination status a factor or the factor, I should say. And he said, no, Um, which I agree with him. I don't think it was the factor. I think it was a factor and it was a big contributing factor. Um, and then even kind of with the continued fallout, um, Urban Meyer, which I find this hilarious because I think he's kind of learning on the fly not to be too real in terms of these uh, press conferences. <laughs> but, you know, he said, oh, well, you know, players vaccinations definitely whether they got cut or not. So, Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Coach Kale? I mean, we you know we did touch on it last week, like I said before, but you know, kind of now that he's actually been cut, you know, what are your any any opinion change or what are your overall thoughts on it? Uh, somebody said it. Um, I forget what reporter I was looking at, like who I was listening to, but they said like it's probably. It's, Actually, you might even somebody said like it's probably a good chance that Cam Newton doesn't play this year. You know, and that's that's attributed to his whether or not he can accept. I mean, he already said it like he's not gonna he he he's not gonna accept the role as a backup quarterback. Yeah. And so like that really limits your options. Like who you know who. Um, who really needs a quarterback. And the only team that might need a, another quarterback is, like, maybe a team that, I don't know, like, 
<laughs> bro, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, know. I, I was maybe Indiana, like, depending on, like, um, you know, Carson Wentz's situation, if he's hurt or not. I yeah. thought, yeah, I mean, and then, like, bro, I don't even know. Like, I feel like Dallas is a – and this is why this is why I want Jerry Jones to stay, like, out of everything. Because, like, I don't, bro, I've never even heard of the backup quarterback they just signed, bro. Like, I feel like, I feel like if anybody could talk to Cam Newton, like, I feel like, of course, Jerry could. Yeah. But no, like, just, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And, you know, we all saw how that Andy Dalton situation turned out. Yeah. So, yeah, that was maybe, maybe, maybe Cam can go to Chicago. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just um, the options are limited because, I mean, he, he can't accept the backup role. Like, basically, if he, if he, if he can't set that back overall, like he's like his services are more needed. So um just everybody's pretty much set. Uh it's it's too like I don't know, man. Like maybe 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 Pittsburgh, maybe. Yeah, I mean I that could be a good fit. I mean, you know, Michael Vick went there and backed up. Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. you know, came in and helped out that year. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that could be good. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's unfortunate because I like him. I like, I, don't know, I just, I didn't, I didn't like him when they made it to the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> I wanted them to lose, but um, I don't know, man. I'm just like, I'm so, I don't know. I, I do want to see him, like, I don't want to see him go out like this. Yeah. 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 Especially, um, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think the narrative. Hmm. No, I'll say it's it's tough. It's tough because I, I love Cam Newton too. So I, I'm with you. Yeah. But uh, the whole thing is just like when you have, um, and now with like states instituting like. You know, like, I mean, especially with the NBA, like, you know, like, if you have unvaccinated players, they can't play. Um, I don't know. And for, and there's just like an overall, overall fear in general that the, you know, like the players are going to be more at risk. So, I mean, you know, especially with fans being in stadiums. And so, you know, basically, if you're, un, if you're unvaccinated, like, you'll be out of a job soon. And, you know, I, I can't I can't disagree with it because if y'all agreed to it in the you know in the players association then you know what what really what leg do you have to stand on? It's as simple as that. And um you know I don't like to see it happen, especially to Cam, but it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm with you again. We we talked about it last week, but Man, it, it's really hard because I really like Cam Newton, but yeah. you know, I I you know I said this in our chat, and I was like, I think what, but really, what it is to me, it's availability, um, risk, and tolerance. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what teams are doing. Cause you know, I heard a lot of people bring up Lamar Jackson because he got COVID, you know, for a second time, but you are like, well, they didn't cut Lamar Jackson. Well, well that's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like he, that's Lamar Jackson. Um, and, and kind of piggybacking off that, I think what it's proving is you can't play average and be unvaccinated. Right. That's just the reality of it because, you know, if you and, and the whole Cam Newton and Mac Jones, um, you know, preseason battle is a perfect example of that because Cam, as much as I think Cam is better, he didn't really separate himself in those preseason games, you know, and, and with Mac Jones looking good and, you know, coming along faster than what they thought that he would, I mean, they were pretty much neck and neck. And if I'm Bill Belichick, like I can't fault the decision because it's like, he's already said he doesn't want to be a backup. So that's out of the question. And two, if I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, you know, both of them were kind of, even in terms of their quality of play one guy's unvaccinated one guy's vaccinated like i'm probably going to go with the vaccinated guy because again you know just for more context in terms of the protocols it's not just about catching covid or not catching covid it's not the political thing of forcing people to get vaccinated it's about availability because with cam being unvaccinated the rules are different for him because even if he doesn't catch COVID, even if he's just in the, the contract or the contact tracing list of people of someone who may have caught COVID, he has to sit out for four days, like period really call it five days because that, that next day after the fourth day, you have to test negative, I think three times within a 24 hour period. So really it's five days. And if you're vaccinated, basically all you have to do is just test negative three times within a 24-hour period. So that's really one day you're going to miss. And we saw last year when he caught COVID, it pretty much derailed the whole season. Because he was playing well up to that point. The Patriots were playing well up to that point. He misses a week. They go to Kansas City. Not to say that he – I mean, they probably would have lost to Kansas City, but still – I mean, they go there and Jarrett Stidham looks horrible, (laughs) like absolutely horrible. Cam comes back, wasn't really the same. So it's it's tough, but, you know, if you're not vaccinated, I mean, you're you're kind of putting yourself in a tougher box because, again, you're going to have to be like that top echelon player for them to say, well, if we would prefer Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. to be vaccinated, but hey, we got to roll the dice. That's Lamar Jackson, and that's where the risk and the and the tolerance comes into place. Because, like, yeah, he may be at higher risk. Mm-hmm. His high skill level, I can tolerate that. So I'm just going to do the cost benefit analysis and be like, well, that's Lamar Jackson. Even in the NBA, we right. saw, you know, LeBron yep. had that party that you know that broke the COVID rules. He didn't have to sit out a game. Because he's LeBron James. Right. (laughs) So to me, that's the reality of the whole situation. And it's unfortunate. And then, you know, kind of going into what you were saying, you know, I don't know a team that's going to bring him in because 
again, with him being unvaccinated, that limits his ability to go to another team. Because for one, when he comes there, he's going to have to quarantine for at least three or four days. So that's like number one. (laughs) Number two, is he a good fit in other places just by style of play, like a Cowboys, like uh, Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, but do I want a guy that's playing average and unvaccinated in my quarterback room? It's, right. <laughs> if he catches COVID, that means that whole quarterback's room's got a got a quarantine. So, I mean, right. that's going to derail my whole season. So it's like, again, it's not about like the political argument and you know, oh, you know, we shouldn't have to do this or do that. But it's just the reality of if a guy's unvaccinated, like, and you have him in that room, there's a oh. risk. That it's going to be spread. And it, and of course, you know, the data shows, you know, especially for those young athletes, you know, I think it's like 99% recovery rate. So it's not even necessary about that. It's just, again, it's a pandemic and there's protocols in place. Like if you catch it or you're on that contract tasting list, you got to sit out. And if you're going to put the whole team at risk like that, then you know, you're kind of just derailing your whole season on purpose. So yeah. until he, like, I think the number one question is, Cam, are you vaccinated? Yay or nay? Okay, if you are, okay. Second question, are you willing to be a backup? Right. So the answer to that. <laughs> so those are two big hurdles that he's going to have to jump through. And I, I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. Because he's he's kind of reminded me of uh, Allen Iverson a little bit. Oh man! Because he's great player, but it's like you know, and and rightfully so, because he's a star and he's a superstar, and you know he was at the mm-hmm. highest of heights when they you know both of them were in their prime. So I get it, but you know I think they they it just seems like he may not be willing to accept being a backup and just coming in and playing a role and helping the team out. You know, he just has to be that guy, yeah. which is fine. But, you know, it's just kind of unfortunate to see this might be the end of Cam Newton, uh, you know, a guy that was at such a high level, you know, former MVP. I mean, my goodness. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes, you know, because, you know, sometimes when you're unemployed, you know, that, that changes your positional things. <laughs> Thing different, for sure. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe he might get vaccinated and maybe he'll be like, you know what? Hey, I'll play backup quarterback. I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see how that works. But, um, well, next, this is probably going to be a favorite part of the show for me. We got we to have the, the debate about that. Because to bring you guys into our, our group chat a little bit. So Coach K, you know, we were just talking. I don't even know how we got on this subject, to be honest with you. I can't even remember. I don't know either. I, can't, I don't know. Because I, I, I can't I remember. Think somehow I, brought, I, I think I said something. I was just – I think – I I think Actually, it had something. It was Cam. Because when, when we saw that, yeah, because I, I yeah, put the text on like, Yeah, I was like – yeah, you yeah. said you wanted to bring it like, oh. over Dak Prescott. That's what it was. Yeah.
Okay. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You good? Okay. Yeah. I'll, sorry, I'm out here in the boondock. So. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I was just like, "What happened?" Yeah. And I was reconnected. So. Yeah. No, nah, because I think it was when we picked up. I don't know where you dropped off, but where we picked up at was because I put in the group chat about Cam Newton. Oh yeah. Cut. Yeah. And then you said. You want him to come to Dallas over Dak Prescott? I was like, whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I love him, sure. Cam Newton, but he's not better than Dak Prescott right now. So he's not. Obviously, yeah, not right now. <laughs> for sure, not right now. But man, man, let me let me just go ahead and kick this off, man. <laughs> so, so. All right, yeah, obviously, like, Dak has all the press. Like, <laughs> Dak has all the press. I was trying to lead into something, but, nah, it was just, was just like, yeah, Dak has all the stats, like, record-breaking stats. I mean, he's up there with Dante Culpepper on some stuff. Um, for me... His stats are overinflated. Cause like, man, so like he's running up the score on these team on like the on on teams where games don't even matter. Obviously, we're all we're typically the best in the conference, but bro, it's the it's the NFC East, man. Like they're the closest team to them is what Washington, the Washington football team. Maybe. Um yep. To me, there's still some basic things that he doesn't he doesn't like do well. One is reading defenses, uh, anticipating what the defenders want to do. Um, also, like underthrowing players, like mistiming throws. Like when we need them to be there, I probably say eighty percent of the time he ends up failing. So and and that's when he. And that for me, I'm like, yo, when we need you to come through, like we need you to come through, like, okay, yeah, like he'll get us within like one score, uh, and the, I mean, it'll, we'll get we'll be getting blown away, and all of a sudden we make this like miraculous comeback, only to lose. So for me, he's 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 not clutch, um, not, I guess as far as a first half performer, he's like, he's cool, but. At the end of the day, like even even when he goes off and gets these crazy stats, we we still end up losing the game. Like, I guess for me too, like it might be more of a it might be more of an eye test. But at the end of the day, man, like when you when you do stuff like that, it's supposed to translate to wins. And I'm not excusing the Dallas defense, but I think. You know, like I look at I look at Dak as being the leader of the team, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. When you when you make when you like underthrow your receivers or like you know just just make make stupid mistakes that that end up costing us the game. Like I don't know, like I I still got him at like thirteen, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't care about the stats. <laughs> So who, well, maybe. who is your who is your 
who's your list then? I mean, as far as that, because you have him 13. So who's the 12 quarterbacks you had to have a you have ahead of him? Kyler Murray, Sean Watson. Um possibly possibly a Baker Mayfield. Uh, Jackson. Um I I'll, I'll I'll put Stafford above him. Um obviously Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, mm-hmm. um, well, so you got you got Russell Wilson. I'll, oh yeah, Russell Wilson. I would put. I would. <sighs> I'm trying to say. I don't know. I. I Put him on the same level as Matt Ryan, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't. Well, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. I, I guess. I mean, that's fair. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's 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 in the better half. Yeah, like because I know in the group chat I said uh, he's he's in like the bottom half. He's he's definitely in the better half. Okay. Of uh, football like quarterbacks, but I don't know, man. I I I still see him as a twelve, <laughs> at least. Okay. All right. Well. So I think, and I, I guess I'm psychoanalyzing you now, because I because you're a Cowboys fan. So, you know, is is do you think that's part of it? Just the disappointment in the results, and you're kind of putting that more on Dak Prescott, or do you just think he's just just as you said, kind of like an eye test um, perspective? You just look at him, you're like, man, he's just not that guy, or a little bit of both, I guess. I, I test perspective. I mean, like, cow, being a Cowboys fan aside, of course. Yeah. You know, I'm disappointed as a fan. But, I mean, uh, like, let's be honest. Like, how impressive is it to, like, you know, get your stats in a losing game? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not – defense – I mean, defense is probably giving you some yards because they know they're going to win or something, you know. So, I mean, like, what's, what's the point? Hmm. And for me, it's it's like the okay. So you've been in the league league long enough now. You should be able to read defenses like properly, you know, anticipate certain things. Yeah. So like that, that's that's one of the biggest things for me. And like when and when it and he is not clutch at all. Mm. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> just just. Sometimes just like throwing the ball behind the receiver, bro. Come on, man. Like under th- I don't know. Like I mean that's that's my problem. I, I got you. I got you. And I, I mean I understand I, I I get where you're coming from. Um I think for me. 
when I take a step back and really look at all 32 quarterbacks and, you know, partially stats, partially team results, I just, I have them at number, what's it, number seven. So I have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, this is what I have in order. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, then Dak Prescott. Then I have Matthew Stafford, then, you know, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. That's all I have it. Um, and basically, mm-hmm. this, this is how I look at it. And again, t- kind of taking a, a step back. Because even if we, if we want to go stats, um, I hear you. And I, I think you could probably poke holes at a lot of guys on their stats from that perspective. Because, you know, Matthew Stafford puts up a ton of stats. You know, because he's had that 5,000-yard season and he's never won a playoff game, right? And obviously him being in Detroit, you know, that's a contributing factor. But, you know, I think it's a fair argument to say if if he's that good, I mean, they shouldn't have been that bad record-wise. You know, I think that's fair. Um, You brought up Matt Ryan. I think he had – he's thrown for a ton of yards. And, you know, obviously in recent years, they haven't been as successful team-wise. But – you know, he's he used to make the playoffs, you know, fairly consistently, won an MVP. Obviously, I think that was kind of more of an outlier year, but, you know, went to a Super Bowl. So, for saying that he's probably around there, I mean, that may not be that far-fetched. Obviously, Matt Ryan has been in the league longer. Dak's been in the league five years, but maybe career projection-wise, maybe. Um but just from how I'm looking at it, I just think if when you take into account the stats, as much as you can poke holes in them, at legit holes in them, and if you look at the fact that he's at least, albeit the NFC East sucks, and I understand that, but you know he's won he's won the division twice, gone to the playoffs, won a playoff game. A lot of guys, at least that's around him or even under him haven't done that because as much as i like kyle murray i mean he hasn't been in playoffs yet um you know baker mayfield just had his good season last year last year i already met you matthew stafford um you know matt ryan's kind of struggling who else is kind of in that sort of mix there what like a ryan Tannehill, and i don't think he's better than dak prescott i don't think kirk cousins is better than dak prescott as much as Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Super Bowl, I don't think he's better than Dak Prescott. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, who else is kind of like in that mix there? Um, that's pretty much it. Because everybody else is kind of like either a rookie coming off their rookie season or yeah. – Everybody else is kind of like, you know, that Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, um, Mm -hmm. what's his name? The one that uh, Sam Darnold, everybody else has kind of been that ilk. And and I think Dak's better than those guys, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. What what about Roethlisberger? Um, 
I think that's a that's probably another guy. I, I didn't have him in my top 10, but if yeah. you had him in your top 10 and put him above that Prescott, I wouldn't argue with that. I mean, because his resume is you yeah. know, his resume is solid. So I, you know, I wouldn't argue yeah. with that. I wouldn't argue with that at all. Yeah. Um, but I think when we're really talking about Dak Prescott, what's interesting is <laughs> I think what hurts him in terms of being so polarizing is the fact that he plays for the Cowboys. Like if he played for, let's say the Chicago Bears, he wouldn't have as polarizing of, you know, of an opinion as people do about him. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's part of it as well. Because if you really, if you took what he's done in Dallas and take that over to Chicago, I think a lot of people would wouldn't be as, you know, one yeah. one spectrum to the other spectrum with Dak Prescott. It's just it's just the Cowboys. I'll blame Man. Jerry Jones because he just needs to shut his mouth. <laughs> Man, and, bro, you know what? I hate the fact that you try to psychoanalyze me because, like, I'm a Cowboys fan. Now I'm thinking, bro, it all makes sense because, like, the expectations that come with being on the Cowboys team, like, you know, it's it's just expectations is always going to be there. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just tired of seeing, I don't know. I want, I want a conference appearance, like a, a conference championship appearance. Like, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and listen, me, I agree me. with you. I agree with you. They should at least have a conference championship game appearance. But, again, I blame yes. Jerry Jones. That's who I blame. Because he don't, he can't keep his mouth shut. That's who I blame. That's exactly who I blame. Because, cause again, yeah. and I – and I'm with you too, as far as you know, from from a Cowboys fan perspective, because I, you know, I do have a soft spot in my heart for the Cowboys. Because as a kid, that that was that was my squad. But mm-hmm. when I kind of take a step back and look at it, when you look at the other quarterbacks and the other teams, I mean, let's just let's just be honest. Really, I mean, really, Patrick Mahomes. And Tom Brady are really the only two quarterbacks in the league right now that you can look at and say that the results and and I'm and what I'm saying is like in recent years, like in the past, you know, two, three years, not like 10 years ago, like right now, recent history. Those are the only two quarterbacks that you could really say haven't been a disappointment. Everybody else, you could kind of talk to the disappointment in results because let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's been 0-4 in conference championship games since 2010, since they won that Super Bowl. Granted, he won it. He was phenomenal and he deserves all the credit for it. But listen, man, a lot of people think he's the greatest quarterback of all time and he's got to be better than that. We can blame Green Bay, but listen, if you're that good, like, I, there needs to be some more results there. Awesome. Russell Wilson. I love Russ. You know, let Russ cook that whole movement, right? But we got to be honest. Like, when they won that Super Bowl, that was the Legion of Boom. <laughs> then the, when they went back, when they wanted to let Russ oh. cook, he throws the interception at the one-yard line. 
And since then, yeah, has he been to the playoffs every year? And he deserves credit for that. But he hasn't won anything. Man, I don't I don't more so I don't really blame that much, blame that on Russ as much as I blame that on Pete Carroll for being it. <laughs> a dumb individual. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm definitely with you. I'm, I'm just saying in terms of just the overall perspective of the team success in quarterback play. That's that's all I'm speaking to with, with regards to that. Because, again, I mean, there's plenty of quarterbacks that are not named Patrick Mahomes, that are not named Tom Brady. And even if you want to say, okay, Aaron Rodgers has won a Super Bowl, Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl, right. Berger has won two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Again, okay, chalk those guys up. But – Really, right. everybody else that doesn't have those guys' name, you could say, like, hey, I mean, they haven't really won anything either. So that's where I think I had to kind of take a step back and kind of look at it from a macro perspective and judge it from that perspective. Because, again, <laughs> I blame Jerry Jones because he, he just runs his mouth way too daggone much. So it's, he's, he's, so he makes the team more polarizing. People talk about him more. You know, the, people have, you know, an, uh, a very strong emotion one way or the other. And I think that's why he kind of gets that, that sort of flack. But, you know, when you really compare him to the field, I mean, I think he's right there in that, in that top 10 conversation. Now, I don't think he's, you know, in that top five, top six, top seven conversation, but he's on the lower end of the top 10. I mean, I, you know, that at best, that's what he is. Yeah. I still think he's top 10 nonetheless. Hmm. That's just my, that's just how I look at it when looking at that. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's top 10, but he's in, he's in the lower end of the top 10, but he's top 10. I'm on a I wanna I wanna reserve judgment because I want to see I don't know I wanna see this Tampa Bay game. It I, there's there's a lot of there's a I have to see this Tampa Bay game first. It's gonna be a disaster. Like, I I'll tell you that right now. I think they're gonna get man, I don't know. Like it we'll see we'll see what happens. I think they're gonna get blown out, but you know, that won't make or break the season, but I, I think it's going to be a disaster that night. I really do. But I guess we can talk about that next Friday because <laughs> that game is oh. Thursday. So. <laughs> yeah, make it a topic, bro. I, I might have to I might have to miss that show due to uh, uh, due to uh, personal, I don't know, due to, I don't know, personal, uh, personal something. Man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of a good reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I. I don't. I. I. Well. You know. 
as much as I said he's a top 10 quarterback with saying all that, man, I, I don't know. I, I think Thursday night's going to be real bad, man, because I don't think that shoulder is all the way right, and they, they're going to come after that dude for real. Even more of a reason. Let's move on, bro, because I'm, I'm – I'm, <laughs> I was mad thinking about it. Like, you got – I don't even know who this – Greasy Jones or whatever his name is. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, yeah, well, we'll, you know, the season's coming up. So, you know, I think we'll have plenty of other, you know, Dallas Cowboy yeah. topics and situations. Oh, for sure. To discuss. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but last but not least, our last topic for the evening. Um, you know, I'm not sure if, you know, many of our listeners here have heard about this, this whole situation, but the Bishop Sycamore High School uh, fallout, if you will. So for those that don't know, um ESPN specifically they you know play high school football games and they tried to and I mean try <laughs> to show at least the top ranked high school programs in the country going up against each other so um but in this particular case uh, Bishop Sycamore who's um in Columbus Ohio um they played against uh, IMG Academy now IMG Academy it's a uh, you know, very high-end prep school in Florida. And, you know, they recruit like high-end athletes to kind of go down there um, and play for, for their school. So they got beat 58 to zero and <laughs> it was on ESPN. <laughs> and I saw a little bit of it and I, I kind of saw the tail end of where the announcers were even saying like, something's wrong here. Like this is just a complete mismatch. <laughs> which as you know um you know the, the uh, announcers are supposed to say are supposed to st- or are supposed to be you know somewhat unbiased and not necessarily give they're supposed to give analysis and not necessarily opinion but you know you couldn't help but watch and wonder okay something is off here um and they yeah. come to find out they this was the game was on sunday against img academy apparently they had played a game friday night um, you know, they had players playing on both sides of the ball. Um, but the reason why they had actually got into this game, there was, you know, they had proclaimed themselves of having, you know, high end recruits like, you know, we have X amount of players that are getting looked at by D1 schools. But come to find out that was completely false. Um, <laughs> so basically, the question was, how in the world did this team end up playing IMG Academy for one? How did it end up on ESPN? That's number two. And how did ESPN not do sufficient background check, do a sufficient background check on the school and on these players that were supposedly getting high-end Division One offers? So that's basically... You know, long story short, that was the whole more <laughs> fallout. So, Coach K, you know, what, what were your thoughts on this whole situation? Because I, I man, found it very comical, but you know, I on this whole situation, man, I was just like, oh, oh man, I don't know. Like, I try, I even tried to look up their roster, man, and I only saw, bro, I saw two players with the same name. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm 
looking at this, man. I was like, bro, like, <laughs> how did this even happen, man? Like, somebody at ESPN needs to get fired. Yeah. Like, they need to research this and look it up because I'm like, like nothing, like nothing made sense, bro. Like an all, an all online charter school. Like, why would they have a football team? Right. Like, and that that doesn't uh, step. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And like that, and I guess the year before they had played like, um, like six games, and uh, uh and it. Is like what ex college or like ex post set? I don't know. Like, I mean, it, <laughs> bro, oh, I'm just like, I'm just like, how does this happen? It's just, it's just like a, like in all seriousness, it's like it. They, I mean, ESPN, whoever ESPN, like whoever was in that position, needs to be moved to somebody else who are supposed to do the background checks or whatever because like i was even talking to my coworker about the situation he he grew up like like <laughs> like 10 minutes from like where i guess bishop sycamore should have been right right, right. He's familiar where it's like i know where sycamore is but i've never heard of bishop sycamore and he like googled it and couldn't find it. so i'm just like man that's i mean if you have regular people who are not ESPN like analysts or like if we're finding this stuff like how can they not find it bro like <laughs> I don't know you know I'm just I'm just dumbfounded by that yeah, and you know it's you know I mean I guess it's good to happen because maybe they'll put more they'll put more uh you know so they'll do more due diligence I guess in the next you know, hopefully there's something like this doesn't happen again, but it's just like, I don't know, like how, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, like, I, you know, and like, it's just like, there's, and there's even controversy, like about like stuff they would have some of the players doing if they want to be a part of the football team. And there's like a whole nother controversial, like side to, to that story. Yeah, you know, it's like, bro, this is this is this is laughable. Like, I don't even know how it happened, but yeah, definitely a failure on ESPN's part. I don't know, maybe maybe I don't get hired by ESPN to, to do the research, man, because this it's unbelievable. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I, I agree with you, and and I, I failed to mention. Um, it looks like the because they have a ESPN has a partnership with Caragon, um, and I guess they're the ones that actually you know schedule these games. And um, you know, reading into it more, I guess a spokesperson from Paragon said, or they actually told the Columbus Dispatch, and that's a paper in in Columbus, Ohio. Um, it basically said that the roster it received a month prior to the game was different than the one for Sunday's game. And then the, <laughs> spokesman, <laughs> the spokesman added that the company is likely going to need to check rosters more carefully in the days leading up to the game. Well, you think? I mean, that may be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the dispatch reported that the company currently looks at coaching staffs and then cross-check uh. rosters with recruiting rankings and looks at schedules from the current and previous season. So 
that's an excerpt from the ESPN article. Um, <laughs> I find it very comical that this happened to ESPN for one. Um, and then number two, I, the elephant in the room is somebody paid somebody. That's all I know. That's right. the only way they got on TV. Somebody paid somebody. And Bishop Sycamore got on this schedule to play IMG Academy. Um, the other funny thing is, and as you talk about looking things up, because I try to look it up as well, the address, and the address is like a recreation center. It's not even like an actual... <laughs> And and again, for our listeners, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. So, you know, when I heard this whole situation that came out, I'm like, Bishop Sycamore. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that's a new school because, you know, I've never heard of that high school in, in Columbus. Yeah. Um, nah. <laughs> so, you know, I tried to look at it right then and there, and it kept taking me to a rec center. And I'm just like, oh, well, maybe the mm. school is just that new that, you know, maybe the building is new, maybe. That was just my assumption, but no, nah, like that's the actual address. It's a rec center. Um, <laughs> so that's red flag number two. <laughs> number three, you know, the fact that they, they, you know, the spokesperson said, oh, you know, we should check the rosters leading up to the game. And usually they try to cross check the players to the actual rankings. I'm like, that's a pretty easy thing to find out. So, and I think a lot of the players, and then even reading further, some of the players that were listed play for other high schools. So that's a red flag right there. (laughs) Like the fact that this player plays for a different school, yet they're playing on this Bishop Sycamore roster a month before the game is supposed to start. Like that's a red flag right there too. So, Again, this is just a total debacle all the way around. I agree with you, Coach K. I'm like, listen, if this is the level of research that they're doing, I mean, listen, you guys can pay me whatever you're paying Paragon, and I can do a way better job than that. Man. I mean, seriously, that is just unbelievable, especially at a big institution like ESPN. I oh, mean, yeah, for sure. That's just – that. that's – I, I'm pretty sure they were obviously they're upset with Paragon and I'm pretty sure they had some sort of emergency meeting after that. But but still, I mean, it's pretty shocking that at this level of, you know, TV production, you would have something like this. Like that's yeah. that's pretty shocking. And I don't know. I don't know if it, I thought I read somewhere that Bishop Sycamore also had like like junior college dropouts. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it's literally what? taking dudes off the street. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to be like I'm trying to I'm trying to like I mean it's not it shouldn't be funny bro because you know you talk about the you talk about like just like you know, um, if you if you're grabbing, you know, high school players from other teams, like there, there, there's a point where we have like a, a safety issue at hand. If we have 
<laughs> Players playing play on both sides of the ball. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Like I right. feel like I feel like I feel like if, you see, if the refs see that, like that's another red flag. Like, why is nobody calling this out? Right. You know, like, <laughs> yo, wasn't he just wait? Was wasn't he the quarterback? <laughs> okay. Man's in this man is in every down. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There, man. There's it, just, it did give me so a good laugh failures. though. Failures. Yeah, I mean, there's so yeah. many failures on so many yeah. levels. So, yeah. But that. Yeah. that Hilarious. That is very man. And then like the the fun thing was like coach, like you know, I saw I found this article about like the coach like had some article about how like the reasoning why they were coming together and like why they started the football team. And it's just like, bro, like You know, and thought they were doing something good for the community and all this and that. I'm like, man, <laughs> now this man has a warrant out for his arrest. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> it's yeah, man. So, uh, uh. oh my goodness, but you know, I guess because you know, the other thing I thought about Coach K is you know, that is so. 2021 <laughs> especially you know yeah. we're still in this whole pandemic you know we're trying to get out of it yeah. um, you know we live in this modern world where you know there, there's just a lot of fake things and people on you know social media and yeah then there's a whole fake high school football team <laughs> that somehow <laughs> Has a game on ESPN out of all the schools in Columbus. And again, this is Ohio too. What this is, I mean, it's mind boggling to me because this is Ohio, like Ohio and high school football. Like that's a big deal in Ohio. Yes, right? it is. Yeah. And some of the, the yeah. schools in Ohio, like out of all the like halfway decent schools, good schools, great high school football programs yeah this yeah like is the team that you decided to put on i'm like bro they have like uh they have like nike like nike events out here too yeah where yeah. where like college football prospect or top high school prospect prospects get scouted and i you know because i'm just like i don't know how this happens man but you know i don't know maybe I don't know. Maybe the person I was supposed to do the check was out sick one day or something. Or no, you know. But I'm just, I don't know, man. I it it does it does make me look forward to uh, the rest of the hoopla that we could possibly see going in the year 2022. So. Oh yeah. Oh oh. This this won't be the last. I guarantee you. I get no, oh, yeah. some other school that. Look at what Bishop Sycamore did. He's like, you know what? That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Since they're not checking the rosters anyway. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> and the thing I'm thinking is like online charter school. I'm like, where's their stadium? <laughs> <laughs> it's at the rec center, bro. You didn't figure it out. It's no, at the rec center. 
<laughs> but like nine times out of ten, bro, I've never really seen a rec center that had a football that had a, that had a football field. <laughs> like I've never seen that. You know, oh, like I don't know. It... <sighs> I don't know, but I guess you know we'll we'll see if there's any other fiascos like that. But uh, yeah. hopefully not. But you know, ESPN do better, please. Please. I know y'all Please. giving all the money to Stephen A. Smith, but spread the money around a little bit. Get get an actual people who could do some solid yeah. research. That's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I know Stephen A. is your big star, but you know, spread the wealth a little bit. You know, my goodness, because that is just ridiculous. But, but anyway, well. That's our show this evening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I think Coach JP3 might be back next week. So, you know, we'll kind of get back on Ooh. normal schedule here. Yeah. But uh, Coach K, thank you very much, as always. And for all of our listeners out there, stay blessed and stay safe. Mm-hmm.